Baloo and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. Welcome to today's catch-up podcast. It's midweek already, hump day, the short week. Glory be, it's magnificent. <laughs> um, but you were a little fired up today, Lou, I, I noticed, especially with uh, TV expert Steve Mulk. I think we'll wow. have to move him back to a Monday because wow. you were far too... Aggressive. He, he poo-pooed my cho- choice of television watching and, you know, it was it was all too much poo in one day, Matt, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, you talked us through your uh, faeces-based lifestyle on the Hilltop Country Estate. Mm, Fecal transference. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you'll hear a little bit of angst, a little bit of friction, if you will, between uh, Lou here and Steve Mulk with me as kind of a referee. I was kind of just you in the middle. You right off. What are you talking about? You were frightened. <laughs> I was more intrigued by the um, the dodginess that Netflix and you you hear this as well about this uh, show that you you like with Zac Efron. It was stolen from an Aussie. Bloke. <gasps> that's what they reckon. You can't say that allegedly. Yeah, that's what they. That's what um, the bloke that reckons alleging. he had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to court. He's trying to crowdfund the um, dollar amounts for his legal fees. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's got, interesting. It was it's a good the same show anyway. name of show. What was the show called? Down to Earth. Yeah. Mm. Except, let's be fair, down to earth with some no-name dude versus down to earth with Zac Efron. Look, I, mean, that I think was why, isn't it? a little bit more exposure with Zac Efron uh, in many ways because a lot of shirt off action too. <laughs> you only said it happens one time because yeah, you're well, angry at Now Mulkey. when Mulky asked me, I thought about it and I, there's a fair bit of shirt off action. <laughs> Maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much without even realising. Anyway, that and heaps more on the show today. Enjoy. From a classic Australian band to a band described by Rolling Stone Australia as possibly Australia's best band going right now, uh, Private Function. And, of course, they're officially beloved on the Borderloo after their song um, um, dedicated to our twin towns. Let's have a look. Sing along. I love it. It's off their new album, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And the band has been touring this great nation, well, as best they can, being Victorians, to showcase the album. But there's been nothing announced for Albury Wodonga. And let me tell you, Lou, a lot of people were outraged that we wouldn't get a gig. But fear not, because the band has been cooking up something special. And here to tell us more is the drummer, Aidan. Aidan, good morning. Hello, Triple M. All right, now, do you want a drum roll, Aidan, for this uh, very special thing oh, you're about to announce? I'd love one. Give it to me. Ladies and gentlemen, Private Function presents live at the Edamoga Pub on the 24th of July. Woo! And this yeah, is, we're going to play the Edamoga. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. I loved it until the, the silence. It actually worked quite well, actually, yeah, it was. to be honest. So I'm going to give you a round of applause. That was beautifully Yay! done. <laughs> so you're going to play, uh, well, what could be called a super show to finish off the tour at the Edamoga pub. And, I mean, it's it's not just you. There's a cavalcade of other bands there. It's going to be massive, Aiden. That's right. I mean, look, um, we, uh, you know, as, as Kiss once said, you wanted the best, you got the best. So uh, here we are. We're coming to Albury Wodonga <laughs> to, to give it to you. <laughs> well, according, according to Rolling Stone Australia, you're possibly, you're in the conversation, Aiden oh, has well, been. You know, we always the... say, we, we say still on top for a reason. You know, we, we like to remain where the air is crisp. 
up in Albuwatonga <laughs> with our good friends. It certainly is crisp. Um, so, Aidan, 24th of July at the Edamoga Pub. Now, um, uh, look, any live gig at the moment, obviously, people are just really, really excited about. But um, I feel, I'm just going to put it out there, I feel that people on the border are going to be particularly excited about this because we've taken you to our bosom, Aidan. We love private function because you wrote a bloody song about us and it doesn't get any better than that. Well, that's it, you know, like, um, we've, we've, we're hopefully going to write some more songs for like North Haverbrook and Ogdenville, but, um, <laughs> we, you know, we, we have put all Riverdonga on the map and, um, and, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're really excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Man, just for throwing in a classic Simpsons reference, you get another round of applause. Yep. Oh! Well done. <laughs> hey, wait, can I just, um, um, really quickly do something that I've always wanted to do? Yes. Triple M rings Nice. Beautifully done. Another round of applause. Aiden, yeah. well done, mate. You've been on fire. Uh, it is going to be awesome. It's really genuinely going to be massive. And it's uh, to, it's a party to finish off your tour for the new album, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And uh, some of their other hits, of course. And uh, tickets, are they available right now, Aiden? That's right. They actually went on sale about five minutes ago. We've got some um, some secret treats through our website. And general tickets are now available through Oztix. And uh, we want everyone to come because we'll make this one a really, really big one, uh, as you can see from our lineup, which you'll be able to see or yep. you know read uh, once when you when you look at the ticket list. But um, uh, at the end of the day, we are basically just going as we can get as many people into this gig as possible. We're going to turn it back around, and we're going to just going to keep making it bigger and bigger. So the more of you that rock up, the bigger it's going to be. Awesome, yeah, <laughs> sounds fun. Oz ticks, O Z ticks, go there and O Z ticks. That's it, Oz ticks. Go and grab your tickets and uh, see an awesome. Aussie band private function. Um, Aidan, thanks so much for chatting with us and, and sharing your exclusive with us this morning. Yeah, no worries. Can I do one more Triple M? All right, go on. All right, check this one out. I've got two that I've always wanted to do. So there's um, Triple M. Nice. Yes, and beautiful. And also um, Triple M it up. Yep. Oh, yeah, beautifully done. Aiden. it's been a job. magnificent chat, my friend, yes. <laughs> no you worries. can be our we'll voice man anytime. <laughs> Aiden from Private Function, thanks, mate. It's Lou and Matt, it's Triple F. On the weekend, I was in Wang and was reminded once again of how amazing it is to have my favourite store, the combination of pets and hobbies. It's a pet and hobby store, Lou, two of my favourite things, and it got me thinking, what would your dream mm. store be if you could combine the two of of your favourite things. Now, yours would be... Artisan chocolate and craft. Mm. What would it be called, Luke? Because it doesn't Co- exist. Mine exists. No, but yours... Coco Craft. <laughs> I've already got the name. Sounds like... I might have to patent it, actually. <laughs> Coco Craft. I am artisan, sustainably sourced chocolate and beautiful craft supplies. Sounds like you I'd need to... I'd run classes, uh, too. Open it in Paran in Melbourne or or the North Shore in Sydney, somewhere like Ooh. that. No, Double I, Bay. I think it could I think it could work in Aubrey Wodonga. Okay. All right, all right. Maybe you and a few of your lady friends. <laughs> all right, I'm one triple three. No judgment here though, Lou, because no. it's your own personal it's a favorite fantasy thing. store. It can be anything you want. One triple three five three um Shannon from Lavington. Um what would your store be if you could combine two of your favourite things? Most awesome store for me would be including bikes and yes. Nintendo. <laughs> bikes so and like Nintendo? Like beanbags. Yes, you can cycle there or buy a bike there. So like an um, EB Games kind of thing. Beer. Yeah, but also like bikes and then cafe, beer, coffee area. Oh, hello. Now that's three things. 
Sorry. I like what you. I like the vibe though. So uh, you ride down. Yeah. You can yeah. obviously. So you get your exercise because you're going to yeah. be sitting for hours yeah. on a Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, right. The fun stuff. But, like, they also sell the bikes, so it's not just a bike shop that just yeah. has the bikes. Oh, I love like, it. I love it. You happening. buy your bikes, yeah. and it's good yeah. for the kids, too, because it kind of shows, hey, kids, it's not all about sitting inside playing games. It's also Balance. about exercise. Mm. Oh, we don't want kids there. <laughs> oh, fair call. Good point. Fair call. Kids are banned. All right, so it's a bike and Nintendo store, but kids are banned. I yeah, love it, Luke. It's perfect. I'll see you there, Shannon. <laughs> okay. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My gangling. TV Talk with Steve Mulk. Yes, it wouldn't be a week without talking TV with the great man Steve Mulk from tvblackbox.com.au. Morning, Mulky. We couldn't find him and instead we got me. <laughs> exactly, but it's not a bad uh, option to get you. Um, all right, so um, let's talk last night because usually we're on a Monday and we wouldn't have been able to talk about the winner of a Celebrity yes. Apprentice, uh, which just happened to be Shayna Blaze from The Block. Isn't that a coincidence seeing as she's on Channel 9, oh, hey? Well, look at you go straight to the conspiracy theory. Look, the final challenge in Celebrity Apprentice was absolutely all about raising money for their charities. Um, and so Shana went with, I guess, your more traditional, you know, intimate soiree, you know, uh, charity auction, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, raised $384,000 or whatever it was. What an A effort. huge amount of money. Yes. Yeah, it was massive. Ross Noble, the creative genius that he is, thought that he would raise money by setting up an experience for people to participate in. And so he set up a bank heist. And it was amazing. Yeah. But, I would have gone for that 100% more than Shana's thing, but it only raised 80000 Yeah, so yeah, she ended up... Yeah, funny, hey. I, I mean, I do love... It. I love the idea and the creativity behind it, but you know what? Get a whole lot of rich people in a room, have yep. some kind of auction... And they just love to part with their money. And so Shana was thinking, right. up there for thinking, for sure. Oh, look, I mean, it, it was never going to... It was always going to be a one-way street in that regard, particularly when you see the likes of uh, her block co-host, Darren Palmer and Scott Cam walk in, yeah. who uh, aren't sort of a quid. Yeah, sure yeah, with their Channel 9 budget behind them. They said, oh, you can bet heaps. Um, hey, Steve Mole, uh, wow. Nick, Nick Kyrgios, this Sunday... Yes, welcome to the all-nine uh, slot that we're talking about today. <laughs> uh, Nick Kyrgios is joining Australian Ninja Warrior. In fact, how do we know? Not only are the promos started, but the a Current Affair Charm Offensive started last night oh, as well. Oh, no. Where right. they visited the set and they're talking to him and interviewing him about, you know, what do you think about Ninja Warrior? Look, I think that this is part of the redemption of Nick Kyrgios. I okay. think it's going to be great. Is he going to scale Mount Midoriyama as well? <laughs> Maybe in his spare time, but he's there for special comments. Yeah, well, he'd, be pretty he'd bloody give up halfway. Thing, he would. He'd claim an injury. Too hard. Give up. Um, that's oh, Bernard wow. Tomic, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's Tomic. Yeah, that's now not we're talking about the right one. Um, All right, okay. So, uh, oh, one more thing. You've got uh, a show I've got something I want to run by you, Mulkey. I just stumbled across this on Netflix on the long weekend. Sure. Um, Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Have you seen it? Oh, oh, mate, there are three different reasons why I don't want to watch it, no? It's really good. I saw the previews yeah, for this. So, what makes it really good, look? So, okay, so it's basically an environmental and awareness kind of show. Um, oh, and he does it with... <laughs> 
sorry. It's not, it's, <laughs> That's the fourth reason. Yeah. So it's anyway. got it, it's him and um and an author and uh, wellness guy called Darren Olean. Look, Uh-oh. if you like if you like travel because we can't do yes. it at the moment, so you want to do it vicariously yep. through other people. So they go to some really yes. remote and interesting places in the world, and they talk to people who are um, doing amazing things to make you know their industries more sustainable in a lot of third, third world countries. Right. And it's just a really interesting show, and Zac Efron's really cute. Now, Come just on. a quick one here. Uh, apparently, yes. an Aussie guy claims, well, not apparently, because an Aussie guy claims that Netflix stole his idea and released the near-identical documentary, documentary with Zac Efron. So apparently this Aussie guy reckons that Zac stole it, Lou. Oh, well, that's well, sad. I mean... The real measure of this show's success, um, Lou, how many times does Zac Efron get his shirt off? Um, I reckon maybe once that I can think of. Oh, well, oh no, twi- no twice. No, like twice, yeah. Anyway, look... Uh, you might make fun of it. It was a really, it's a really interesting watch if you're interested in the environment and sustainability and good health and all that sort of stuff. So, blur. Yes. Oh, Lou, Lou just, she. I just poked my tongue out at you, Steve Mock. <laughs> Look at the judgment. Wow. I know. What did you do, you, Lou? Steve Mock, thanks for your time. <laughs> wow, that got a bit awkward Speaking at the end. Of we'll, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> I agree with you, Mock. Judgy McJudgerson. <laughs> I had to take this segment out of mothballs, Lou. Uh, it's a little thing we call. And I had to bring it back because of the Victorian <coughs> government. Oh. Uh, it's now been, let's add this up, 310 days with no COVID-19 cases in our region. And during that period, we've had probably, should add it up one day, between 50 to 100 different rule changes mm. enforced upon us, I reckon. Yeah. Um, which is um, which is one of the... It's, outrage! It's a bloody outrage. Um, but this one really sums up how ridiculous things are. Despite cases now being under control and contained to Melbourne, they've decided to set down even tougher rules for country footy this weekend. Now, unlike last weekend where there was a 150-person cap, a cap, might I add, Lou, that forced the Talangala League to suspend all mm. games again. Yep. Uh, this time, the number of those allowed into a ground has to be equal to the minimum number of volunteers who can run a game with the only spectators able to attend games being parents and guardians. I'll say it again, it is a... Outrage! What the hell are these idiots in Melbourne doing? They're just pulling these rules out of their you-know-what, Lou. I I agree. I I do know. We all know that the people going to a country footy game don't have COVID. I don't even really need to go into it, do I? I mean, they don't have COVID. We no. don't have COVID up here. People going to watch a Talanga the League game don't have COVID. It's completely ridiculous. And it'll force the O&M to try and play all the games in New South Wales again, Ugh. right? Yes. Um, and who knows what's in store for the Vic-based leagues? I doubt the Talangda League will go ahead again. Or if they do, well, they're going to lose money, as they have been over the... The I just, journey. I just can't believe that that they're still persevering with, as you said, with with those kind of restrictions for us. I know. When you said the number three hundred and ten days COVID yep. free. Yep. And people aren't coming up from Melbourne to watch a Talangata League game. Unlikely. Let's be realistic about it. Yes. Listen, Melbourne-based bureaucrats, bugger off, and let us live our lives. It's beyond ridiculous, and it's a complete. Right.
Now, I do have another one just very quickly. It's about your butchering of toast. Um, can we fit it in? Yeah, we can. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I've never seen someone so comfortable murdering toast by burning it, but then to compound the outrage, scraping it off and eating said toast. Oh, yeah, it's nice and crunchy. You and can always taste the burnt you. bits, you crazy no, but... bastard. It's a... <laughs> Right. You know that the, the charred bits are good for you. They're good for your digestion. We'll get back to this at a later date. <sighs> so, you know, we just had the long weekend, which was which was lovely for those that got the three days off. And, and I spent a, a goodly amount of time on that weekend doing a little bit of relaxing. Yes. But I also spent a large amount of time um, cleaning up crap. Literally. So, um, <laughs> you know, we've talked about this before. My life revolves around shoveling, scooping, and um, basically getting rid of large yep. amounts of car car yep. uh, right across. It's a feces based lifestyle, as it, I like to call it. Luke. It certainly is. Now, only for me, Matt, not for the rest of the family, because I am apparently charged with cleaning up the crap. Oh, the mom, number one. Poo yeah, I am. I am number one <laughs> poo cleaner opera. So, um, so the the big uh, poo cleaning up job on the weekend was the Chook House, yeah, and, and I yeah. must admit, I have been sla- I've been throwing um, wood shavings on top of the poo, which is not like good practice. I normally clean the Chook House out very religiously, but anyway. It had, it had built up. There were mountains of the stuff and yep. there were many wheelbarrows <laughs> full that had to come out and go into the compost heap. But then, d- to add insult to injury, as I was um, walking oh, back no. to the house um, and not looking where I was going, oh, admittedly, no, Lou, it's don't. fraught with danger, I then stood in the biggest <laughs> oh, pile oh, no. of cow crap <laughs> and and... Luckily, did not slip. It's a bloody miracle that I didn't fall in it, honestly. Because, you know, when it's wet, that stuff is like ice. It is damn slippery. So I did the big almost splits in the cow poo, right, Um, and managed to save myself. But then, of course, getting the cow poo out of the treads of your boots is also a whole nother thing. So, (laughs) which brings me to... Is it time, Matt, for me to get rid of said poo-producing creatures? Is it time to get rid of the chooks? Because, man, they make a mountain of the stuff. I think it's like um, whenever you talk to someone with a baby... And, and well, you, you can't get rid of your baby. No, but you look at it and you and you go, oh, that looks disgusting, but they seem all right with it. So it seems to me that you're so inextricably linked to poo, Lou, that you should leave it. You don't, do you, not, do you, it's too radical a lifestyle change to get rid of all your poo producers. Do you think? Yeah, go on. I was stay. so ready to just pass the chooks on to some no, other poor unsuspecting poo scooper. You'll be right. Just get some new gumboots oh, and get it back oh, in there, no, Luke. No, you can't wear gumboots. They're even slipperier. Oh, You've got to have boots with decent tread or let me tell you, you will be on your back in the crap. Oh, full respect to you, Lou. No one does poo like you do. Thanks.